the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Doug Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, 24, that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Today, we are living in one of the most trying seasons of our entire lifetime. There is so much division and strife. There is turmoil from the racial injustices and other factors in our country. There is a lack of civility and courtesy. It seems like everyone is yelling and that no one is listening. We have the global pandemic, COVID-19. The economy seems to be uh, teetering and many people have lost their jobs. We have the political polarization. We have a culture, we live in a culture that calls good evil and we call evil good. And I believe that we were created, that God created us to live in community with one another. And today it seems as though we're living in fear and isolation. But it's in times like these that we're living in right now, this moment. You need to know and understand God more than you ever have before. What you need to always remember about God, and I want you to write this down in your notes if you're taking notes, that God will always make a way when it seems as though there is no way. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's a light in the dark world. That is who you are, oh God. Can you say amen? I want to read to you Isaiah chapter 43. The Bible says, for I, God, am about to do something new. Oh, don't you need God to do something new in your life? He said, see, I've already begun. Do you not see it? And then he said these words, I, God, will make a pathway through the wilderness I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. You may ask, well, how does God do this? How can God make a way when it seems as though there is no way? Well, that's an easy answer for for me, and that is Genesis 1-1 that says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the very first verse in the entire Bible. I, I want you to write this down in your notes. We know that the God we serve, Elohim, Elohim, the God we serve, is the creator, and that's the Hebrew word bara. That word bara, the, the creator God, 
the word for creator is a word that means that God is able to create out of absolute nothing. He's the only entity that can make that claim. Scientists like to suggest to us that the universe began with a big bang. That's the only way they can explain it. They, they don't believe in a creator God of the universe. And so they have to figure out a way to explain how we got here. So they just, scientists like to say, well, we all got here. There was just a big bang in the universe. But what scientists can't explain to you is what caused that big bang. Where did all those gases came, come from that caused that great explosion? The Bible, of course, teaches that the universe came from Elohim that he barah, that he created all of the, the universe as we know it. And if God can create something out of nothing, imagine what he can do in your life, in you, through you, and for you. I think during this global pandemic in the, and in the normal storms and stresses of life, that you and I, we tend to forget how big and how great and how powerful, how awesome is the God of all creation. The Bible says in Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and things on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. And verse 17 says, he is before all things and in him all things are held together. Listen, he's better than duct tape. He's better than gorilla glue. He's better than some vice grip pliers. Those things all eventually fail, but God never fails. He is before all things, and in him all things are held together. He holds the entire universe in just the palm of his hands. He names the stars one by one. He was the one that knit you together when you were inside your mother's womb. He spoke and created the entire world. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. And all things are possible with him and through him and by him. Oh, he's a way maker. He makes a way when there is no way. For a fleeting moment, I have thought, and maybe you've thought, how are we going to get through this difficult season without meeting as a church? And then it dawned on me, that our present situation with COVID-19, I want you to write this down, number three, being sheltered at home would not have stopped the New Testament church. It would not have stopped the New Testament church. Being sheltered at home has not stopped the underground church in China. Being sheltered at home has not stopped believers in Muslim countries who are being forced to meet in secret for fear of persecution. The New Testament church, as you read through the book of Acts, is basically a book of God moving mightily inside of people's houses. Not church buildings, they they didn't exist. Not synagogues or temples, but God moved, as you go through the book of Acts, you see how God moved inside of people's houses. Did you know that just as easily that God can pour out his spirit into your living room this very moment. I mean, right now, 
God can pour out his spirit in the house that you're in right now, just as he did back in Acts chapter 2, verse 2. God can do any miracle in your house. God can keep any promise in your house. God can answer any prayer in your house. God can make a way right where you are in your house, just as he did on the day of Pentecost. So we have the church being birthed in Acts chapter 2. Then you come to Acts chapter 9. It's an amazing story. I want to read these verses starting with verse 10. Acts 9 verse 10. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias? Yes, Lord, he answered. He said to Ananias in a vision, verse 11, I want you to go to this house. He said, I want you to go over to the house of Judas on a street called Straight and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he, Saul, is praying. In verse 12, God told Ananias in a vision, he, Saul of Tarsus, in a house over there on Straight Street, he has seen a man named Ananias, that's you, come and place his hands upon him. He's had this vision of a man coming over to the house where he is currently residing and putting his hands on him and restoring his sight. This is Saul of Tarsus, who becomes Paul, the greatest apostle the world has ever known. I want you to write this down. In a house, write this down, your life can be redirected. Did you know that God knows your address? Do you know that God knows your zip code? Do you know that God knows what street you live on? And did you know that God can come into that home where you are this very moment and God can change your life? God can keep any promise. He can perform any miracle. He can redirect any life in your house. You don't have to be in a house on straight street in order to have your life straightened out. God can straighten out your life on any street, including the street you live on. I want you to know that no matter how far you've gotten off track, I don't care how far you have backslid away from God, I don't care how indifferent you've been to the things of God, right now in your house where you're listening this very moment, the Spirit of God can come into that house and God can redirect your life and allow you to start all over again and give you a second chance, just as he did the Apostle Paul Back there in Acts chapter 9, he can do this in your house. Can someone say amen? And if you turn the page in your Bible, you'll turn to Acts chapter 10, and we're going to see what happens in another house in Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, there was a Gentile man by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius was a godly man. He was a religious man. He was someone who loved God, but he wasn't a saved man. You can be religious and still be lost. Cornelius was a Gentile, and he lived in a house in a city called Caesarea. And while Cornelius is in a house in Caesarea, in Acts chapter 10, I want to read verse 5 and 6. He has a vision, and in this vision... God says to him, Cornelius, look at these words. This is Acts 10, verse 5. I want you to send men to Joppa. Now, Joppa is about 30 miles away. 
That's about the distance from Porter Ranch to Pasadena. God tells Cornelius, I know you're in your house there in in, uh, Caesarea, but I want you to go to Joppa. Go down the coast. Go 30 miles and bring back a man named Simon who's called Peter. And verse 6 says, he's staying with Simon the Tanner whose house is by the sea. He's got a seaside view right there in his house. Now, if you skip down to Acts chapter 10, verse 9, the Bible says about noon the following day as they were on their journey, because it takes about a day and a half, maybe two days to walk that far, about noon the following day as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter, who is in Joppa, at Simon the Tanner's house, that house that's over there by the ocean, The Bible says that at that house, Peter had gone up to the roof to do what? To pray. And while he's up on that roof, at that house by the sea, he has a vision. And God gives him this dream. I don't want to read the dream, but he has the dream not once, not twice, but God's got to give Peter this dream three times. And at the end of that vision, I want you to look at verse 19. I want to read these verses in verse 19. Acts chapter 10, verse 19, the Bible says that while Peter was still thinking about the vision, that the Spirit said to him, Simon, there are three men that are looking for you. Verse 20, get up, go downstairs, and do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Verse 21, Peter went down those steps, and he said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? And verse 22, the men replied, well, we have come from Cornelius, the centurion. He lives up there in Caesarea. We've come from Cornelius, the centurion. He's a righteous and God-fearing man, respected uh, by all the Jewish people. And a holy angel told him to have you come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. So Peter, catch this, he leaves his house by the sea, the Tanner's house there in Joppa. He travels the 30 miles up the coast to the house of Cornelius in Caesarea. He walks inside of Cornelius' house And there he begins to preach the Word of God. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 44, that while Peter was still speaking, while he was speaking inside of Cornelius' house, that the Holy Spirit came down upon all who heard the message. Oh, I want you to write this down. In your house, the Holy Spirit can fall. As you read the Word of God, as you study the Word of God, as you contemplate on the Word of God, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit can fall in your house just as it did at Cornelius' house as the Word of God was preached. Now, if you read the entire chapter, you'll know that as a result of Peter leaving his house down there in Joppa, going up the coastline, going inside another house, the house of Cornelius, the Gentile, the centurion, and as he began to preach the word of God, you will know that the end result is that Cornelius and his family 
of Gentiles, all of them were baptized and all of them got saved. And Peter finally gets it through his thick skull that the gospel of Jesus Christ is for all people, both Jews and Gentiles. Can you say amen? I want you to write this down. In a house, in a house, write this down. This is important for us. It's in a house where racial barriers can be destroyed. It's in a house where racial barriers can be destroyed. Oh, I know we're in a country right now that is rife with division. We are fighting and arguing over everything. We've talked in recent weeks of the racial inequalities in this country, but you know where all that racism begins? It begins inside of people's homes. And you know where it ends? It ends inside of people's homes, where you begin to think and know and understand the things of God as you begin to read the Word of God, and as the Holy Spirit falls inside that house, God begins to take all that bitterness and all that hatred and all the prejudice that is inside of us, all that poison that is inside of us, and those racial barriers can be destroyed right there in your house. If you have hatred or bitterness towards anyone on this planet, right inside your house, God can do surgery in your heart this very moment. All I want you to know is that all of these visions and all of these miracles and all of the Holy Spirit falling, and all these people being saved, and all these people being baptized, and the deep seeds of racial injustice, and the barriers being destroyed, that didn't happen in a sanctuary. That didn't happen in a church building. That didn't happen in the temple. It happened in a house, and it can happen in your house. We also learn quickly in Acts chapter 12, write this down, that in a house, write this down, in a house, God can answer your prayers. Your prayers can be answered in a house. The Bible says that Peter was, this is, a, this is in another chapter. You turn over to Acts chapter 12. We've turned to another chapter, to another house. Peter had been in prison, and he was miraculously released from that prison. It was a miracle. God made a way because he's a way maker. Can someone say Amen. But when you come to Acts chapter 12, there are some people inside a house, just like your house. This house had a roof. This house had walls. This house had floors. It probably had a door. It had some windows. It was a house just like your house. And there's a group of people inside this house. And just in case you want to know who it is, the Bible says this house belonged to the mother of John Mark. But inside this house, there was a group of people that were praying for Peter's release from prison because he was in prison. I want to read these verses to you. Acts chapter 12, starting with verse 12. It says that when they had, that, uh, that Peter, Peter gets out of prison and he goes to the house of Mary. It's Mary's house. She's the mother of John, John, also called Mark where there were many people inside that house that had gathered, and they were what? They were praying. Verse 13. Peter knocked at the outer entrance. Peter's outside, and he's, he's, on the, he's knocking. Now, they're inside. They're praying for his release from prison. That's what they're, they're praying for Peter. God answered their prayer. They're inside praying, and Peter's outside that house, the mother of John Mark, and he's knocking on the door. And the Bible says the servant girl named Rhoda she came to answer the door, verse 14, but she recognized Peter's voice. She never actually opened the door, 
she just recognized Peter's voice. And the Bible says that she was so overjoyed that she ran back without opening the door. And she explained to all the people that were praying inside of that house. She said, Peter, Peter is at the door. They said to her in verse 15, you're out of your mind, they told her. But when she kept insisting that it was so, they said it must be an angel. But verse 16 says that Peter, he kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and they saw him, they were astonished. Listen, I want you to know that in your house, in your house, right where you are right now, that if you will pray, that miracles will happen, that God will show up, that his Holy Spirit will flow. You just keep praying, and God will answer your prayers, whatever you're going through, whatever it is that you're up against. If it's joblessness, economic hardship, sickness, marital woes, if you have children who've gone astray, Whatever it is that you're up against in your house, if you'll just pray, I want you to know, write this down, God will make a way when there seems to be no way. You just keep praying. Any miracle, an answered prayer, the change of bondage being broken, overcoming an addiction, a prodigal son returning home, the Holy Spirit falling, a life being redirected, racial barriers being broken, families being restored, whatever it is that you're up against, you pray right there in your house, and God will make a way where it seems as though there is no way. Most importantly, write this down. I've said all that to say this. In your house, in your house, your family, your family, those people sitting right there in your house right now, in your house, you can be saved you can be saved. Oh, don't, don't, don't tune me out yet. Over in Acts chapter 16, just take a few more pages there to your right. Go over to Acts chapter 16. After Paul was in that prison, Paul and Silas, this is in Acts chapter 16. There was an earthquake. The doors flung open and there was a jailer. And somehow that jailer's house was connected to that prison. The jailer became convicted because Paul and Silas didn't escape when the earthquake happened. And he asked Paul and Silas this question, what must I do? This is the jailer asking Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? And they replied in verse 31, I hope you're listening. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved And not only will you be saved, your household will be saved. And verse 32 says that they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who lived in that house. This is the jailer's house. And verse 33 says at that hour of the night, we don't know, we know the earthquake was at midnight. This could have been at one o'clock in the morning. This might have been two o'clock in the morning. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds, and then immediately he and his entire family were baptized. And verse 34 says, the jailer brought them into his house, 
set a meal before them, and he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. I will say that today in your house that's full of turmoil and difficulty and depression and discouragement, that God can fill you with joy, God can fill your family with joy, God can fill your children with joy, because if you are saved, once you give your life to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit falls and God pours that Spirit upon you and upon your household, then you too will be filled with this unspeakable joy. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach, liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.